I don't want to play Clue Clue Land. <laughs> I just want to play Columns 3. It might sound We're crazy. Done. But it's Columns 5. What Columns. is Columns? <laughs> it is a match 3. <laughs> a match 3. Tonight. I should expect tropes. <laughs> You're alone on that one. Alex, oh. tell us what is spectros. We don't know. I'm Alex. And I'm Teddy. And I'm Spencer. And we are the, the Button Mappers. Hey, the Button Mappers. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the month of horror. It's October. We are... Are you supposed to be a vampire? or (laughs) (laughs) I am the vampire ghost of Arnold. Oh. I am here to feast on your memories. Welcome to the worst episode of the Butt Mappers ever. Gee, way to set up for that one. (laughs) The worst, all right. (laughs) Today we're taking a deep dive into a dark, dark past for each of us. The question for the discourse, what is the worst gaming memory that you have? And we have a guest. guest? Oh, oh, it's me, BioPhoenix here. Hey, BioPhoenix. Yep. I'm here taking part of a horrible month, because, you know, I play a lot of horrible games, so I guess it's fitting, right? (laughs) When we we first talked about this concept, your name popped up first, so I'm glad that you're here. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be our soundboard. (laughs) You should should rate all of our experiences and tell us, like, how they stack up. Okay. (laughs) I'd be curious. All right, uh, that that'd be fun. All right, so I'll let you guys go first for whatever you guys want to talk about your your memories of which one sucked. <laughs> so there I was. The year was somewhere around 2005, probably. And I want to put you guys in my shoes. So I'm going to narrate this as though you were me. You are an avid handheld gamer. And do you like first-party Nintendo games? Hello? You spot this game and you wanted to play it, but your mom just wouldn't let you. But years later, she does get you a game in the series, and you played one previously, and you loved it to no end. You boot this game up. Everything starts okay. This game implements strategy in never-before-seen ways using the magnificent features of the DS touchscreen. Oh no. Everybody of the team is there. The banter is present, albeit garbled. You get two stages into the game and find you're enjoying yourself when all of a sudden you're presented with an insurmountable stage requiring the DS stylus. You've attempted dozens and dozens of times and the only progress that you've made is scratching up your touchscreen. You give up. You get rid of the game. A decade passes. You've since compiled a collection
collection of video game home consoles as well as a portable collection and quite the video game library to boot. You get into something called the YouTube community and start retro game hunting. So far, the hobbies proved fun and relatively affordable. And scary. That's <laughs> <laughs> scary. Ooh. <laughs> you spy a Nintendo DS game on the store shelves and oh my gosh, it's $5. You're so lucky. You try it out later that night and all seems to be going well. The characters are there. The story is there, and the controls are, let's just say, unique. As you get further into the game, a level comes up that seems oddly familiar. You die. You try it again, putting your best foot forward, and face a similar fate. Death and destruction. What is going on? Something reeks of irksome meddling. Wait! That's right! It all comes trickling back! You played this game! Ten years ago! And you erased the memory from your head! That same level that was broken then is just as broken now! The trauma sets in. And you just bring the game to your nearest donation center at the earliest possible convenience and move on with your life. Gentlemen, that game is none other than Star Fox Command. And you are more than happy to be rid of it. And that was the story of the worst gaming memory I've ever had. <laughs> that is one Star Fox game I still have never played in my life. I like that game. Keep it that way. I'm not familiar with that. Was That was on the DS? Yeah, it was a DS one. What was it supposed to be? It's garbage. Like a... Piece of trash. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Well, no, it's not that bad until you get to stage three. Once you so beat it... stage three, you can show me, and then you can send me a tutorial, and then we'll go from there. I'm so it's stage three? It's broken? I don't know if it's three or four, but the way it works, if you've seen footage of Star Fox 2, it's like a strategy game where you have to like get to the planet, and you kind of draw out your path there. And one of the stages is this asteroid belt. And the asteroid is always kind of homing for your ship. So even as you make your way to the planet, it's unavoidable. And in order to get to the end asteroid, you have to navigate your R-wing to the end asteroid through these sh like sharpening square boxes that get smaller and smaller. And the R-wing goes faster and faster. And you have to use the stylus to control it. And I've tried it so many times, and I, I can't do it. I don't get how people can beat that level. Sounds like, like the Turbo Tunnel <laughs> from Battletoads. I don't know. Alex, can you confirm? I need to replay this. It's 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 been so long since I've played it. I don't even remember what you're talking about. Uh, don't make me replay it. I really don't want no, to. No, I need to replay it. I need to see if I can see what you're talking about. Because I, I remember having a lot of fun with that game. I had fun until that part. I wish I could have enjoyed it more. I think that's the most horrible thing. Is that th this is one of the few games like I, I just cannot beat. I can't do it. Yeah, and it belongs to a good game series too. I know, and it's a series I care about and that I like. You know, 
so that's why it's like really especially horrible for me is like i i want to like it i want to enjoy it and it just won't let me and that's my story so okay. <laughs> yeah i like the way you told it it was pretty it was pretty uh reminded me of uh alone the not alone the dark are you afraid of the dark if you remember that yeah. show we we should all tell ours in the form of ghost stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm haunted at night by, by the ghost of Star Fox Command. Star Fox has like a weird fate, you know, like he just, I don't know, he's like fated for not going back to form to his like original, like yeah. I think the first three games were really like stand out and then I'm just not excited about the other ones really. It's definitely an interesting selection of titles <laughs> all right yeah Who's next thanks for thanks for entertaining me guys <laughs> my condolences i'm still i'm still recovering <laughs> okay time to empathize with whoever's next <laughs> yeah who's next uh... pick somebody Are you ready, Spence? You want Alex to go first? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I have anything as uh, as long-standingly traumatic as yours. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have gone first. <laughs> I've got one that's like super depressing, but I don't even think it's really appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm trying to. I, and the, none, none of them are that are that big. Like they're usually just like a really like wah, wah, kind of like letdown situation. Oh, uh, I mean, I think that still counts. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll I'll just throw a couple out there as, as the podcast goes on. But I had and and then I'll do a my my like gaming nightmare one. But uh, there's a there was a game that I was really really into the Ninja Turtles as a kid. Like because I'm a little older than I think you guys are. But the Ninja Turtles used to be a really big deal. And uh, there was this game on the NES, the, the Turtles game, the, the arcade one, that everyone really liked. And uh, and I never got, I never had an NES, so I, I played it at, like, my cousin's house. Which is, that's the story in of itself, because we went to see our cousins, and I knew they had that game. And they live in Chicago, and I'm from Arizona, so we'd, uh, we, we flew out there, and we did it. We, it was the first time I'd seen them in, like, six years. And I said, hey, how's it going? And then went down to their basement and started playing Ninja Turtles. So <laughs> I'm sure my dad was absolutely thrilled about me. But um, I wanted, we, we had a Super Nintendo. Back in the day, there was this thing called Blockbuster. And you could, you could rent video games there. And we, we went there. And we didn't know anything. Like, well, I wasn't a nerd at the time. I didn't know anything about games. And so we found the first Super Ninja Turtles game that, we've, that we could see. And I'm a twin. I have a twin brother, so uh, we're always looking for two-player games. And we grabbed it, and we're like, oh, it's Ninja Turtles. It's probably just like the NES game that we played. And so we brought it home, and we could only go to Blockbuster like once a month or so, so like games were really rare for us. And we put it in, and it was actually uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter. It was like some fighting game, and we both like hated fighting games, and we got really, really mad, and my brother cried. And so he uh, ignored me for the rest of like the three-day period that we had the game, and I just tried to beat it and failed miserably. Um, but we could not be more let down. Apparently never heard of Turtles in Time. I'm not sure why not, but <laughs> we would get that way later. Uh, 
Oh, that, that's funny. Your uh, your cousin was the one that cried, right? No, my brother. Oh, your brother. Okay. <laughs> wow, you made your brother cry over a video game. <laughs> I made him cry over a lot of video games. Uh, uh, we didn't know what Mario RPG was. We just thought it was another Mario game, so I got it, and I told my brother that he could play it as soon as I died. But in that game, it takes like forever. Like, I mean, it's an RPG. So I just yeah. never died, and he started crying the night that I got Oh, it's funny. <laughs> I tortured that poor guy. He probably has worse nightmares than I do. Probably caused by me. Wow. Especially the bully. So you were looking for like a beat em up Turtles game? Yeah, yeah. We just wanted one of those arcade games. Hmm. And uh, we got Tournament Fighters, which I, I don't know if fighting game people know if that's a good or bad game, but I would assume it's not a very good one. But I just was mad because all I remember doing is pressing X a bunch of times because Donatello would spin his staff around. Yeah, I've never played the, the fighting game one. I've heard mixed things about it, though. Like, I've heard some people say it's, like, okay at best, and then other people are like, yeah, it's crap. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a licensed fighting game, I'm sure. It's just absolute shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Turtles guy. I'm a Turtles man. <laughs> I'm a Turtle boy. Turtle boy. <laughs> Sweet story, Spence. We're going to go next in rotation to Alex. I have a bit of a long form story here for you guys. Um, so there I was. Teddy's Teddy's story took place in 2005, right? Or the start of it? Ish. Yeah. Mine takes place a year later. 2006. So we can call it a sequel. Um, I was in school. Um, I had a PlayStation 2 and a, uh, and a GameCube. I didn't really have a lot of other... Um, home consoles because I was still in school, you know, because I afford a lot. And um, oh man, these brand new systems were coming out the uh, the the Wii, the PS3, and the Xbox 360. Oh, what I would give to try one of those out. Well, there was this guy that I went to school with. His name uh, I forgot. His name. We'll just call him uh, Sean. He had just gotten a PS3. I think it was like six hundred dollars. There's no way in hell my parents were giving me one of those things. So uh, I hung out with Sean just to play his PS3. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd go over his house just to check out the PS3. He had like um, the Ninja Gaiden game for PS3, uh, uh, like a few other random shooters and stuff for PS3, Burnout Paradise, I believe, too. And I'd go over there and play it. I mean, he, you know, he was a cool dude, but I was mainly just like, hey, want to hang out? Then I'd go over and play his PS3. Uh, <laughs> I remember one day... Um, I was at school in the school library on, on on the computer, not using it for school purposes, and I found a video um, for an upcoming release in one of my favorite franchises. So excited, I looked it up, and it was only coming to the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. I didn't have that. My, my parents were getting me a console, but... It, 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 uh, they already told me that it was going to be the Wii, and I was, I was excited to get the Wii, but I, I can't play this brand new game. So, uh, what do I do? Well, my buddy Sean has the PS3. So I say, hey, Sean, check out this game. You should totally get your dad to buy you this game. It looks so cool, doesn't it? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, that looks awesome. So he goes home. He tells his dad. His dad agrees. The dad buys him this game. He comes to school the next day telling me how awesome this game is, how this game's amazing. You got to try this game, man. I'm so excited. 
oh man, I can't wait to try this. That's gonna be the best game ever. So I run over to Sean's house after school. You know, I go in, I say hey to his dad. We sit down to play some PS3. He pops in the game, hands me the controller, and that's when I press start on the start screen of Sonic 06. I knew it. Oh. <laughs> Sonic was slow. Everything was buggy. The story was confusing. Nothing made sense. The uh, I I walked away from that experience um, kind of traumatized almost. I mean, here I was, a longtime Sonic fan. This game looked like it was going to be like the apex of the Sonic franchise. The cutscenes I saw online looked beautiful, and they are beautiful. But the game was terrible. Oh, I was so, I was so sad after that point. No joke. From about, um, I did get Sonic the Secret Rings with my Wii, but for about a year, I didn't play any Sonic games because I was just like, what happened? You know, I was just like, what, what happened to my favorite game? And I felt so bad for Sean because here I have like, I basically convinced him to buy a sixty dollar piece of shit, you know, just so I could play it. <laughs> You are a terrible friend. You basically used him with like friends of benefits. <laughs> basically, we, we didn't hang out much beyond that year, honestly. <laughs> I don't blame him for doing that. <laughs> the real question is what was going on in Sean's head that he told you this game is amazing? He was one of those, and I he, he was one of those people that would like, um, he wasn't really that good at making friends so he was just like he thought that i thought it was awesome so he was like oh yeah dude it's to it's it's amazing you know he's kind of hopping onto the you know i was like yeah and then you know it wasn't <laughs> uh but i remember being so like um put off by that game even when i got a 360 and stuff in the ps3 later on I didn't. I, I never bought it. I I only owned the game actually because one of my friends from school, Paul, gave me his copy. He was like, "You're a big Sonic fan. Do you have Sonic 06? And I was like, "Nope." He was like, "Here you go." So, uh, Paul, if you're listening, I still have your copy of Sonic 06. <laughs> it makes sense. You got your friend Sean and your friend Paul. So Sean, Paul, got got you the Sonic 06. Uh, no, yeah, Paul. That Paul wasn't the one that uh, that I originally made buy it, but I did. I did feel really bad about making Sean buy a copy of Sonic 06. <laughs> yeah, for sixty dollars too. Yeah. Not like yeah. years later when it's like dirt cheap. For his brand new six hundred dollar PlayStation Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that that is really rough, actually. Holy shit. Yeah, I remember being just like crushed because I was such a big Sonic fan, and like by that point. Things hadn't gotten too out of hand. Like I think, like Shadow was out in 05, and I played that, and I was like, "This is weird," but it's a spinoff, you know. But like other than that, like the games were still relatively good up to that point. <laughs> that 06 happened, and I was like, "Ooh." Oh yeah, no, I agree. I liked uh, Heroes a lot. Yeah. And, you know, Shadow the Hedgehog. You know, it does have some bad elements to it, but it also has some a little bit of good stuff in there that is somewhat enjoyable but i wouldn't call it great but yeah compared to 06 though i do think it is better <laughs> yeah 06 is just like the only thing good about 06 is the soundtrack but... oh yeah no i love the final boss theme in that game 
but everything else is just utter garbage (laughs) that comes from a weird era too of like how would you know that the game sucked yeah i didn't have constant access to the internet like i said i was watching the cutscenes at school in the computer lab just being like oh this looks amazing you know new sonic game you know so it wasn't even like i could like go on and be you know watch like a youtuber be like oh sonic 06 is the worst game ever you know because that wasn't really a thing at that point in my life so it was just like oh it's a brand new sonic game with with like new graphics how can it be bad and then my god (laughs) yeah it was rushed (laughs) so that's my story i think i'm kind of nostalgic for that era of not knowing and not being ultra connected for every game ever oh i agree i do that with a lot of games that like i just like i did it with the last of us 2 just like i just shut off all like social media and stuff and i'm like i'm not I'm not listening to anything about this game because I just want to play it, you know? Yeah, no, that makes that makes perfect sense. I actually did that, too, uh, last month, actually, when I bought a, a new game. Speaking of, uh, Chris, it's your turn. All right. <laughs> okay, so let me get this over with. All right. <laughs> so the year, I think, was... I think it was 2006 yeah it was, yeah no it was about 2006 yeah same year as you but i was actually still playing like the gamecube a lot because you know that was my main console i also did get a ps2 but i was still playing a lot of gamecube as well because you know it has a lot of good exclusives that are well worthy right so i remember uh, a friend of mine at the time he told me about um this one game that's related to a certain children's card game that I really liked. You probably might figure out what the card game is. But basically, he told me about this game and it was, he said it was like really good and it was like really great and all this, like, he was basically hyping it up. (laughs) And in this game, um, you know, I was starting to get back into the card game because I lost, like, all of my cards and I wanted to get back into it because I kind of missed it. And also, I like the old designs. And, um, yeah, and also when I found out this game was, like, a part, like, RPG and it was very, like, experimental, I was like, oh, well, that's very different. Well, that actually sounds like it could be really cool and awesome. But I bought the game, like, brand new for, like, dirt cheap. And actually, and you know, when you buy, like, these certain cards, like, these games were based after cards, like, when you buy them brand new, they would come with, like, promotional cards that you could only get with that game. So I actually got, like, something kind of cool out of it, but... The game was freaking awful. And that game is a Yu-Gi-Oh game called Yu-Gi-Oh! The False Bound Kingdoms on the GameCube. And yeah, this game was really, really awful. It may not be as bad as that other RPG game I've talked about in your podcast, but for the longest time, I did consider it to be one of the worst like RPGs I've ever played in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically... Get this. Okay, so it's it takes like the Yu-Gi-Oh concept of having all the like, different monsters that you're familiar with, and you play it like a tactics RPG, but it's not like a grid-based one like Fire Emblem, which is another game I also did play at that time that my friend had. Another friend of mine had it, and he let me borrow it, and I love that game. But this one, though, like it was more like real-time, but it was also kind of similar to Ogre Battle. Though, of course, at the time, I didn't know what Ogre Battle was. But, you know, later on, I found out, and, you know, I love that game, too. And, 
yeah, this game was, like, a really shitty version of that with, like, a really bad, like, combat system that is, like, super basic and, like, every time, like, you, like, go in the battle with, like, the enemy, like, you can only attack, like, a certain amount of times and then, like, you know, the battle, like, is over and then, like, the pieces, like, get pushed back together and it, it it's so fucking tedious and slow and generic, boring, like, it just had, like, no personality to it whatsoever other than the fact that it had some of your cool favorite monster cards and also i found out too that one of my favorite cards was not playable in the game which i thought was total bs so i was like ah yeah so yeah fuck that game it sucked <laughs> <laughs> and yeah even one of the cards that came with the game was actually like a pretty useless card too it just is like really shiny looking but one of the other cards that came with was kind of cool looking but yeah it, it was still like wow like i paid brand like 20 bucks for a brand new copy of this game because you know it was it, the game came out like like 2003 so it was kind of older, but I still managed to find a brand new copy of it that had the cards, and yeah, it was it still sucked, like even for that price. Dude, Dude I was so into Yu-Gi-Oh back then too. Oh really? And, uh, the games that you end up like the games that were just the card game were actually pretty good. I mean, it's because the card game. Yeah. But when they tried to venture off to do literally anything else, it was such a nightmare. For the most part, I do agree, except for one. There is one Yu-Gi-Oh game I did like that was different, and that was uh, Duelist of the Roses on PS2. That one I actually still do enjoy to this day. But like, you know, like the PS1 game, like Forbidden <laughs> Memories, that one, yeah. that one sucks. <laughs> it is two discs. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it has one disc. The reason why it's in a two-disc case is because they needed room to put the, the cards in it. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they couldn't do the fucking lunar box thing. You know, they put like little bonus stuff in it. No, they just give you a two disc thing. But yeah, no, that game is really bad too. Like you have to like grind for like fucking ever just to get anything done. Yeah, dude. But I was such a fan. I was such a super fan. It's like, I'll just get anything. And the cards, like I remember one of the cards, one of the ones we would get is like Harpy's Feather Duster, which is like one of the most powerful cards in the game yeah and they just tied it to a video game like what the hell <laughs> i know like they want you to buy the game to get the cards that's how they suck you into it yeah yeah i remember the one that came with Fallsbound kingdoms was that goblin fan which is the useless card and then the kind of cool card i liked was zoa and metal zoa unfortunately metal zoa you had to get metal morph which you know that was also hard to get too so it came with another card that was kind of useless unless you had the other shit yeah but yeah, yeah, no, I, I used to be a big fan of the older cards. I still do like them. It's just, I just don't care about modern Yu-Gi-Oh! Because it just, it sucks now. <laughs> Dude, every once, like every couple of years, I'll like, let's see what, what's going on there. And it's just like, it looks like a huge clusterfuck of like 5,000 different packs. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> They've yeah, changed it... the rules quite significantly too, so it's not the same. Oh, did they? They changed the rules? Yeah, they have, like, Pendulum Summoning and all this, and I still don't even understand it. Like, apparently it can allow you to, like, special summon, like, a certain amount of, like, monsters with equal to the level or some bullshit. I don't know. It, it, it still confuses me. I actually uh, bought this game, like, th two, three years ago, Retro Game Hunting, of all things, 
And I didn't, like, I tuned out of any news. I didn't look up any reviews. I was like, oh, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh game. And I saw your uh, Duelist of the Rose review or something along those lines. And I, I was interested in that game, so I bought that. And I didn't end up playing it because I, I just phased out my PS2. And I, I played this game for five minutes. And I was like, I'm not playing any more of this. And I guess um, what I kind of learned out of that is, like, and this principle applies to when the GameCube was, like, relevant or, like, you know, alive as a console and getting games published for it. If you see a game for the GameCube that's under $20, be suspicious because <laughs> there's probably something wrong with it. Oh, so you played that, uh, uh, the one I mentioned, the, the GameCube one? The Forbidden Thing, yeah, and I, I gave it right back. I, I think I brought it to like the library. I was like, "You guys can keep this one." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's hilarious! But I'm sorry they had to put up with that. Oh no, yeah, that game's fine. really rough. <laughs> Shoulda bought Spectrobes. <laughs> you know what? I might actually try Spectrobes just so I can get rid of the taste of Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, fucking Eternal Quest. <laughs> <laughs> there you yeah, have that's it. A story. That's, that's a good story. A lot of good stories here. Um, at this time, viewers, feel free to let us know any horrible gaming memories that you have. We're going to kind of just open it up to talk about horrible games in general now, too. Have you guys ever played Counterforce for the Wii? Yes. No, um, that sounds really generic. It's so bad. I was, I was, um, so I, I did a lot of, uh, sound tech and light, uh, tech during high school for, like, plays and stuff. And um, here, here in Kentucky, me and my friend actually got contracted by the Bluegrass Theater Guild um, to do a, a play um, down at our local theater. So we did. And we were both 16, so we were too young for them to actually pay us anything for it. Um, so they gave us gift cards. And I remember taking my gift card to GameStop, and I bought Mario Galaxy, Star Fox Adventures, and I had like $5 left. So I bought Counter Force for the week. <laughs> <laughs> and I took it home and I popped it in. It was just an utter piece of shit. It starts up and it's like uh, the like little start menu goes like counter force. The power is you. And then you start it up, and um, and it's like a really bad Star Fox style game with t terrible controls. It's like three levels. It lasts like twenty minutes. And uh, I just remember laughing so hard because there's this these like little power ups. It's like a boost power up, and when you get it, it goes booster. <laughs> dying at that part. <laughs> so, but um, I never played it beyond that point. But power uh, counter force. The power is you has stuck with me throughout the years. Just because of like how bizarre of a experience it was when I played it, you just unlocked some like hidden realm of my memory when I <laughs> went out and collected Wii games from GameStop, and that game was like in the ninety nine cent section. Yeah, and I picked it up for two minutes, and that's another one where it's like you know, the second you pick it up, you're not getting any further. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wow, this is bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> I remember being like, Jesus Christ, because I like it's it it, it just like. The other games I got were, like, Mario Galaxy, which is a fucking masterpiece, and then, like, Star Fox Adventures, which was, like, at least a game, you know? <laughs> like, fucking Counterforce was nothing. I was like, why did I buy this? <laughs> Counterforce sounds like uh, when I used to watch, like, pickups videos, and the guy would have, like, a stack of 20 games, and he'd just pretend that he'd played them. Oh, and yeah. He'd... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Counter Force, a really underrated shooter on the Wii. Yeah, he just picks him up and he kind of looks at. It, he's like, "This is a Counter Force. I got this one for ninety-five cents. Really good shooter. 
Like, if you're really looking for like a good like shooter game on the Wii, you should probably try this one out. It looks it worse. Like... It looks worse than the N64 game. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, like I'm like I, hold on. I, you guys need to see this. So, this is, it's an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Hold on, let me um see, see if I can find anything counterforce related on YouTube. Yeah. You guys can continue uh, on. I I can tell you my darkest moment. Dark dark game. You want to? Would have to be. Uh, so I I'm I've always I, I've been addicted to League of Legends for a long time, but I've been pretty like whatever about it for the last like five years or so. But in 2010, I think that's the year. It, uh, I, I know the point where I realized I was way too addicted was I went to a friend's house who also played League of Legends. Um, but he was having like a UFC viewing party. Like there was some UFC thing. And I don't, I don't watch sports or UFC or anything. So I'm like, whatever. Uh, chill if I just play League of Legends on your computer. And he's like, yeah, go for it. So while they were all watching people fight each other, I was playing League of Legends. And, uh, if you know anything about League of Legends, the community's pretty famous for being really rude and mean and oh, yeah. horrible to each other. And uh, I was, and this was back when it was kind of first starting, so it would it didn't have all these functions to like get people out or censorship or like muting people or whatever. So I'm playing this game with these people that are technically on my friends list, but for you friends, you use that very tenuously in League of Legends, and. We were playing this game, and the UFC match was over, and everyone was kind of shuffling out. And I had people that, that I came with, so they're, like, waiting for me to be done. And I'm still, like, halfway through this game, and the games take, like, 45 minutes to complete. And we're losing, like, really bad. And the people, my friends are not very good either. And so I'm, like, I'm saying, like, hey, guys, can we just quit? Like, I know you guys are trying to win, but, but I got to go, and we're not going to win this, so can we just quit? And the guy goes, no, I'm trying to teach my son not to quit at things, even when things get rough. And he, so he's playing with his son. And in most people, you would think that would be like, oh, okay, I should be really supportive and like just try to play it out. But I was so deep in my like League of Legends addiction and like obsession and anger at other players that I started cussing out his son and told him that like I was his real, real dad. And then, like, did all these, like, horribly unspeakable things. Like, you should have been aborted. I was trying to get you aborted and everything. Like, unspeakable. Yeah, I can't even repeat, like, half the shit that I said in that chat. But uh, they, of course, like, unfriended me after that. And that, as I was leaving, I was like, oh, my God. Like, what did I just do? <laughs> like, I should probably stop playing for a little bit. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was definitely a phase of that being acceptable speech in online gaming. I remember yeah. when I used to, like, I had an Xbox 360 and Xbox Live, and it was all the rage. Like, everyone used to play, like, the Halo and the Call of Duties online. The trash talking was like no other. So, I mean, like, it's it's natural, like, that, like, that that was okay. And I think even with, like, online PC communities, I don't really know. Like, I don't, I didn't get big into, like, the Counter-Strike or... You know, it's games that, you know, other people would play online. But, you know, I, I saw, like, people talking like that. And it's not something that was, like, reprimanded. Mm -mm. So I still don't like talking online during online games. By the way, I, I sent you guys a video of Counterforce. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look into it after. Enjoy watching that. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, I, I still don't like talking to people whenever I'm 
playing online. I, I usually mute my mic, but there was an instance recently where um, I got the PlayStation VR aim controller uh, bundle, and it came, which you know, which is like the gun controller, and it and it came with um, whatever the fuck that game is called. I don't remember the name of the game. Uh, what the hell is it called? It's the shooting game. See, it's the online shooter for the VR. I don't know what it's called. It's like something zero hour. Um, anyway, it's it's an online like four v four like 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 military shooter, and um, I was like, okay, I'll give this a try. I don't mind online shooters. So I got on. I didn't. I forgot that there was a mic uh, connected to my VR headset. So I'm like sitting there, and I'm just like. Um, kind of like like jabbering to myself. I'm like, okay, what does this do? Oh, that's neat. I just go in the menu, and then like the these other guys popped up in my lobby, and this one guy was like, "So uh, you guys come here often?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Uh," and I turned off the game. <laughs> I was like, I do not like talking to people uh, online that like I don't know. So I was just like, "Uh, you know what? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm gonna play something else." <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I'm the same way. Like, whenever I play, like, online, because believe it or not, people, even though I play a lot of weird Japanese games, I also used to play Call of Duty back then. I used to play a lot of, uh, you know, COD 4 all the way to Black Ops 1. And even during those times when I was into those games, I never played with a mic on. Never have. Because I know for a fact if I did, like, it would probably be detrimental to my health. <laughs> <laughs> It's smart. Well, you know, people, if you are even, like, listening to the, the conversations, they get pissy at you if you're not, like, you know, playing with them. I remember, like, you know, my friend in college loved Battlefield, and, like, he, he would always say, like, oh, you got to be in it with the team and, like, you know, play with everyone else, and if you just play on your own, you're not going to play well. And, like, it's just like, I, I don't want to do all that. Like, that's, yeah. that's doing too much. Firewall, that's the name of the game, by the way. It's the... Yeah, oh, okay. I've seen that. Yeah. It's actually a pretty decent game. I just wasn't prepared for the mic chat, so I was, I was like, ah, no, because <laughs> uh, like I play other shooters, like I like Overwatch and stuff, but I always turn the mic off when I'm playing. I don't, I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> I'm just like, I'll just play. <laughs> really weird story. I was playing, I was playing D and D. I always do it on Wednesdays, and sometimes I, I dip into League of Legends just to play like stupid games. Uh, while they're because i'm half paying attention and uh i didn't realize that the voice chat like auto turned on in league of legends <laughs> so I was, uh, i'm playing uh D, D with them and they asked me like what about what i just dreamed about like or something and i and i said ass and titties <laughs> like that's what my character would say because he's this like southern guy and then I just saw, like, in the team chat in League of Legends, somebody goes, me too. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <great>. like, oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is super weird. <laughs> if your D&D character needs to play League of Legends more often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's one of the worst gaming experiences I've had, and it's kind of why I'm, like, turned off from PC gaming almost altogether. I remember it was like 99 or 2000 or whatever. I guess the original Xbox was coming out, but um, they showed trailers for like this game where you could like pick like pick your path. You could be a good person, you could be a bad person, and, and that was Fable. And, you know, it's like supposed to be like this groundbreaking experience, and I was so into it. I was so into the idea of like you you create your own character and you can like help the people or you can't help the people, and. I, I I only had the 
like the house desktop at the time and my Nintendo 64 and obviously like you can't play Fable on the 64 if you can <laughs> let me know <laughs> um, that would be a cool mod but here's how <laughs> find out now <laughs> the, the button mappers exclusive uh, so my dad's la oh, desktop was just like old and so like we downloaded it we bought a physical copy of the PC game and you know we had we, we it has like four discs for installation purposes it takes like six hours to install the thing on the PC, you know, back in 2000 or whatever. I mean, the desktop, whatever, computer. And so I went through that trouble of six hours of installing it. And so I start playing it. I'm enjoying it. You're going through the college. You're, you're getting ready to get past the, the tutorial area. And right as you're about to go into the battle with the, the Grandmaster Mage or whatever, the game would freeze. And so I used to get so frustrated because I, I really wanted to experience this game. And my, my computer just would not let me. And, you know, I would go through this process of, like, t talking to tech support. I didn't – I was eight years old or whatever. And so, like, I don't know this stuff. Like, <laughs> PC specs and, like, you know, what, what, uh, what RAM am I using? I don't know that. So, <laughs> like, I would reinstall the game forever and I just wanted to play it for so long. And eventually I just gave up. I was like – you know what? I'm going to get an Xbox. I'm going to just play it there. And I played it, and the game only ended up being maybe like 10 times as long as the tutorial section. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it a really I, short game. I yeah. like Fable, though. I think Fable's fun. Yeah, the first Fable was good. I think that's I think that's the most realized of all three of them. Oh, yeah. uh, two's pretty good, too. Three's pretty good. But I think the though. first one really like yeah. establishes what the game is about. Two ends really abruptly, too. Yeah, two has a weird ending, and three they were like, let's just like make it bad. <laughs> <laughs> let's just parody ourselves. <laughs> yeah, let's just like make everything. Like two is like contentious because two had like the the bread trail you had to follow, which I hated. But like three was like, let's do that on top of like there's no menus. You just walk through like a like rooms to access everything. It's like, what is that? You want to do something as simple as like give a villager a gift. Guess what? That's like three different rooms. You got to walk through. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. I remember that shit. That was, yeah, that was annoying. I mean, the idea of it is kind of unique and cool sounding, but it's just not like intuitive at all. Yeah. It's not like pausing and hitting a button. It's just like pausing and you warp to a different area and you have to walk through all these different areas. I'm like, no, this sucks. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of shit, there's a part of the game where it's like almost towards the end where they put you in like this, like this board game, and it's like the, they're literally calling the game shit, like in the game. Oh, in three, yeah. yeah. I was like, how do you guys? Yeah. What respect do you have for yourselves? Yeah, I don't even. I, I was so sad because like three had a lot of potential too, because I had like the whole thing of like rule the kingdom, you know, and whatever else. But then it was just like. Like the worst version of this series. <laughs> I remember the last boss in that game was like a little gnome, and I was like, and I finished, and I was like, that was the game. <laughs> I was so confused. Uh, <laughs> I played my Mac deck, uh, and I I remember um, I was excited for them the, the process, which now apparently they might be doing more Fable on the new Xbox fucking whatever they're calling it, the Series X or season five or whatever the fuck the thing is called anyway um but i remember whenever i got the xbox one for like three months i owned it which is another experience um i was like cool uh you know 
Gears of War four, I guess, is going to come out. And I'll, I'll I'll play that. You know, Cuphead's going to come out. I guess I'll play that too. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I'll get. You know, I'll hang on this thing. And then literally, like three months later, they were like, oh, Lionhead closed their studios. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to sell this thing. <laughs> so I sold my Xbox One. <laughs> I was like, I don't have a reason to keep this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that's a rough time because not only did Lionhead close, but they also canceled that other game, uh, Scalebound, which yeah, actually Scalebound did look really cool. good. Yeah, by uh, what's his face? Um, the Platinum the, Games dude. Yeah, Devil May Cry guy. Um, Kimia something. Oh, uh, Hideki Kimia. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, which you know, I love Beautiful Joe and Devil May Cry and stuff. So I was like, cool. And then, uh, yeah. Then oh, the did you see previews of that game? I thought that game kind of looked dumb. Scalebound? I was excited for the prospect. It looked kind of cool. <laughs> it looked kind of dumb. <laughs> it's it looked dumb, but it did look kind of fun. <laughs> if you're into it, I guess. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> I mean, I played God Hand, for God's sake, man. Oh, yeah, that's that's a, that's a fun one. Hard as shit, but, but, uh, but I like sure. it, though. But, um, yeah, speaking of PS2 games, uh, I can mention a game right here that uh, I actually just beat this game, like, just the other day, ironically enough. And it's also not a good game. <laughs> so, me and a friend of mine, we were talking about a week ago, and, you know, we're joking around playing, like, some, like, you know, games that we, like, are very critical on, but we've never, like, actually finished. And, you know, we were joking around with that, and I was like, you know what, maybe for, like, sometime like soon i should like play through this like one game and because you know i only played a bit of it like once and it was like yeah this is not great but like but i was actually kind of interested in it at the same time i, I was weirdly it, once i say the game you'll know why i would be weirdly interested in it but um so yeah we we played it the other day where i uh played it on my computer while he watched me through Discord's uh, screen share feature, which I think is actually pretty awesome that it has that. So, you know, he can, like, watch me play the game, and then we can, like, you know, talk shit about it and all this, like, making fun of it and all that. So, the game I I, I beated was uh, a really expensive game called Rule of Rose. You guys oh, heard of it? Yeah. The most yeah. expensive. Yeah. And let me tell you, not worth the price. <laughs> Not even worth paying, like, full 60, like, back when it came out. Wow. It is not a good game, like, yeah. at all. I mean, it's not the worst game, but it's definitely, like, not a good game. Like, okay. So, the idea of the game is, you know, it's really unique and very fucking weird. And I mean, like, really fucking weird. <laughs> so weird that, like, if I try explaining it all, like, you guys are gonna be like, what? They made a game out of this? Like, really? <laughs> So, I was really, like, fascinated with that, just to see exactly, like, how it would, like, all play out. And, my god, man, this game has, like, like probably, like, some really horrible, like, hit detection. Not only when it comes to, like, the combat, but also, like, even just trying to, like, pick up, like, items off the ground is, like, a hassle. Like, there were, like, many times in the game where I'd see, like, an item flashing, and I would, like, spam, like, the X button trying to pick it up, and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> Ooh, and... Oh, man. And, you know, like, like I said, like, the concept was kind of weirdly interesting. The music is great. But, yeah, that gameplay, like, it ruined it for me. But I still managed to beat the game somehow. 
and there was also a boss in it that was like super terribly designed like it is probably like one of the worst like bosses i ever fought like in a video game it is so tedious so long so not fun like uh like and i'm like man and people actually pay like like more than like hundreds of dollars for this fucking game and they actually think it's good <laughs> you know this was like a, i remember this this game being like a major release really this was in uh the magazines and everything i was reading at the time I don't. I don't remember. I guess that's it. Like, like it just plays really shitty. But like, well, from what I remember back then, it was actually like it almost didn't come out over here because it has some controversial material in it, and actually did get banned in certain places in uh, Europe. So like, it's actually even more rare over there than it is over here. So I would imagine that probably did get some coverage, but I think after that, like, you know, people kind of, like, swept under the rug and forgot about it. And then out of nowhere, people were like, oh, it's a rare game, so it has to be good. <laughs> hidden gem, right? Yeah, a hidden gem, when yet it's actually just a hidden rough turd. <laughs> do, do you guys remember Resident Evil 6? Yes. <laughs> When that game was coming out, I was so excited. I've always been a huge Resident Evil fan, you know, ever since I've played the games, and I was so excited for this this, this title. And I bought the uh, I don't I forgot what it was called. It was the Collector's Edition one um, for the Xbox 360, and it was the version that came with like Resident Evil uh, Five Gold, Resident Evil Four HD, Resident Evil Code Veronica HD, and uh, it was one of the movies. I, th I think it was um, uh, Degeneration or one of those movies. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, cool. It comes with all this stuff, and it's a brand new Resident Evil game. Oh, yeah. So I bought the collector edition for Xbox 360, and I, I got home that day. It came out, and I popped it in, and I was just like, that was one of the, mo like, the most like, heart-breaking experiences of my life, is just playing. <laughs> you know, because like, I already thought 5 was like a little too goofy, but like, I thought, you know, 5's good, though, you know. So then I pop in 6, and then it was just, it was just like, the opening scene, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to pick Leon because Leon's story is probably like the most horror-based story. And then like when the first scene, Leon fucking crashes a helicopter through a building and like rolls down the like the building and stuff like that. It's just like everything's on fire. And I'm like, what is happening? This is not a Resident Evil game. <laughs> it's like a like, quick time events. I have to like kick the zombie uh, helicopter pilots off the plane. You know, I'm like, what is, you know, like Leon's running away from like cars that are like exploding in the streets of like Beijing or something. It's like, oh, oh, oh. there's like cars like blowing up behind him and like everything. And I'm like, this is not what I asked for at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think after Resident Evil 4, they're just like, oh, they like action. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, action game. And I've gone back and played the PS4 version of 6 and like actually could like, like played through it all. And I could say, like, it's a fun time because, like, it's kind of like a dumb action-y game. But, like, the first time I played it, I wanted a Resident Evil game. And, you know, it's... At the time, you know, <laughs> this was not what I needed. You know, now it's easy to go back to it because, like, you know, they've returned to horror, you know? And, and you know, and, and the newer titles, so it's easy to go back and be like, oh, look, look at the goofy game. But back then, it was just like... Fuck this, man! <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I remember a lot of people were really pissed about that. Like, I didn't buy that game day one because, I don't know, I just had a feeling Capcom was going to mess it up somehow because that was during the time when they were just messing up just about everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't buy it, though. But, yeah, I, I put the demo, and it was okay. It wasn't bad, but it was just... It didn't feel like a Resident Evil game. <laughs> 
Yeah, I I played four when it came out, and I was young enough to be like even kind of like, you know, the fear factor had hit me well enough. When I saw like, when I started playing five with with friends, I was just like, what? Like, you know, we would play like the first stage in co-op, and that aspect was cool, but um, the context was weird, and like I I just didn't really I didn't get it. So like I didn't six went over my head. And just knowing the reputation of it now, I'm I'm good. Like I'd, I I will survive by not playing it. That's six fine. has a six has a snowmobile chase scene, <laughs> really bad. Um, so does James Bond in the GameCube. Yeah, it's, um, six also has one of my favorite dumb plot elements. Is um there's a okay so in Chris's story, he is teamed up with this guy named Pierce who's like a newcomer to the series. And uh, he's your co-op partner too. And uh, you go through the Chris's story. Well, at the end, they go to this like underwater lab, and Pierce gets like, like infected by by like this virus, which could work on paper. You know, it could be a cool story. And um, Pierce is like, "Go on, Chris. I'll help you fight off the hordes. You can escape and stuff." The problem is, is that Pierce not only got infected, but he got a fucking laser arm. He had a goddamn laser arm. i couldn't take any of this shit seriously i was like what i did not know that (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so that like chris escapes he's like pierce no and he's like banging on like the escape pod as he goes away from like the underwater base and they think blows up a pierce in there but i'm like it would have been more emotional if pierce didn't have a fucking laser arm (laughs) 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 it was so bad (laughs) Uh, recently i did this this game is not necessarily bad it's just bad for me uh for reasons i'll I'll lay out there but i played it it would have been in march whenever like the the week that they announced that everyone yes that's when i play this game (laughs) And uh, we, because we went on a vacation to California, me and my girlfriend, we were gonna go to Six Flags. What was it you? You cut out. Oh, sorry. The week that, um, the week that they announced everyone needs to stay inside because the coronavirus will kill you. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, so we we went to this hotel because we were gonna go to Six Flags, and then it was sort of shut down one day, and then we did end up going, and there was no crowd because everyone was scared of the coronavirus. And it was freaking awesome. But there were like three days where we were kind of stuck in the hotel and like everything was kind of half open, half closed. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to beat Final Fantasy VIII because it's a game that I've never... It's always been like on the outside of me playing it. I really like nine and cool seven. I'm like, I never really jived with eight, but now like I have some time. And I just cannot like that game. And I know it's like... It has some big fans to it and everything, but like, I think it it's like too anime for me. Like, the, <laughs> there's like a you're like in a battle academy or something, and it's like that that whole thing is just like an anime setup. And then I think your teacher is also like young and hot, and she's like <laughs> around, and you're like okay, and uh. The combat was like really weird. Like it was all stuffed into one thing, and uh, just like the endless tutorials at the beginning. 
Like, really, I just think that game is so awful. But I know people like it, so I know there's something I'm missing, or just some, just the pieces aren't connecting. Yeah, I can tell you from my experience of eight, I don't think it's a horrible game per se, but it is not a good FF game in my opinion. I mean, it has good elements in it. But my prob my biggest problem for me is that I hate the fact that like all like the enemies level up with you. So basically like you don't even have to like fight anything throughout most of the game because if you do it just makes the game harder, which I think is kinda ass backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I just remember like being up at night like trying to play through that game and I just had Wendy's and I don't really have fast food very often and I had Wendy's and I threw it all up mm. I'm like, toilet. <laughs> did, you um, ever, did you know that the burgers are square oh you know, my god they are, are. And, I, and I like that but uh, unfortunately I had a chicken sandwich so. oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken sandwich is cut like all the other pieces of shit chicken sandwiches out there. so <laughs> I just, I had, yeah, I just threw it up and I'm just sitting there like, I could be playing this or I told myself before I left, I could either play that or Breath of Fire and just try to beat one of them. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to go fucking play Breath of Fire. And you don't like that one either. <laughs> I don't like that one either. <laughs> I liked it more than Final Fantasy VIII. So I'm sorry if you like Final Fantasy VIII. I just cannot like that game. I'll try again sometime. Well, we've we've all shared some pretty horrible experiences here <sighs> but you know what it's good though it's it's good to get it out of our system you know to cleanse the palate um because uh i i could tell you for for every fucking terrible experience i've had i've also had one that equally is as great you know so and oh yeah i think we've all had some really really great ones too for sure and for every clue clue land there's, There's at least one columns. <laughs> or three. I don't know. There's a lot in the series. It's a big series, from what I hear. Yeah, like, who asked for columns 10? <laughs> Super columns? Hmm? <laughs> Super columns hyper edition? <laughs> columns 64, the real hidden gem? <laughs> For the Nintendo 64. <laughs> the Nintendo 64! Which has some bad games on it. You guys ever played Buck Bumble? I have that game, Buck Bumble. I thought it was okay. I bought it when I was like 10, and I was like, I bought that the same day as like Pokemon Stadium and like both the Banjo games. And oh, okay, yeah. It, it, it those, yeah. Yeah, I remember popping it in and being like, it starts up and it's like, a bump to the boom to the bump to the base, bump to the book to the bumble. And I was like, oh! It, Heck yeah, because I was trying to, you know, I'm not like, fuck it. I'm like, yeah! So I started up, and I was just like, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping, because I've seen the footage, I was hoping it would be like an extended, get it, be like, uh, the B transformation from Banjo-Tooie in its own game. Well, what's kind of sad is that it's, it's by Argonaut, who did the original Star Fox game, those Super Nintendo and Croc. Hmm. So, I was, yeah, so, I mean, of course, back then, I didn't know who the fuck they were, but... Like, ideally, you should think, like, maybe it should be a little more like a Star Fox-style game or something. And it's, like, it's okay. It's just nothing exciting. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're you're kind of right about that. It's not great, but I think it's okay. It's playable. It's definitely a lot better than like Carmageddon '64. <laughs> it's just nothing. It's just compared to its theme song, it sucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I get that. Oh, you want to talk about '64 games that pale by comparison to their theme song? Donkey Kong. Oh, sorry, '64. <laughs> I remember playing Chrono Trigger. I was like, is there a good RPG on the N64? And I said, oh my oh, god, there is. It's called yes. 64. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, shit. It's quite, the, quite the upgrade, yeah? <laughs> I actually rented Quest 64 years ago, and yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> you ever played uh, the Powerpuff Girls game on 64? No, I haven't. I played the Rugrats game. Oh, dude, the Powerpuff Girls game is fucking bad. I, I found out later that, that it's a reskin of a Tom and Jerry game on 64, but it's literally like a it's like a fighter, uh, like a, like a Power Stone file, you know, style like uh, fighter like that, where it's like a 3D game. Okay. But like, it only has one song for the entire track. Apparently, the PS1 version has more, but the 64 version has one song for everything, and it's like da 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 da. Hope you like that. Um, and everything sucks. Like the 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 combat's terrible. And it, it, if you play as a uh, Blossom, she has this like exploding move that can just murder everything. So that's all you gotta do is just push, just like mash one button, and you win every fight. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know it played like that. I thought it was really worked. bad. <laughs> It's really bad. So it's like they took the theme song at the end, they put it on vinyl, and then just scratched the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> well, even like the plot was stupid because it was like the girls make pies, but like Bubbles was like, "Oh, I I put Chemical X in these pies," and then like the the the, the bad guys steal a pie and they eat it so they get some Chemical X powers. That's I guess. Like people that made the game. That's the plot of the people that made it. <laughs> yeah, they ate uh, poison pies. <laughs> uh, like, this is fucking awful. As a fan of a cartoon show, I was like, man, this is this is bad. Actually, speaking of Powerpuff Girls, did you ever play one of the GBA ones? Oh my god, yeah, those are bad too. Oh god, you want to oh. talk about GBA anime cartoon games? Mm -mm. <laughs> no, there's a truckload. Let's not. <laughs> Licensed games on the Game Boy and notorious man yeah actually you want to know one company that surprisingly made ones that you think would be terrible but they're actually okay is the ones that are made by way forward hmm. yeah. oh, well, way forward yeah. is a good company yeah like they made uh what was it like sabrina the teenage witch mm. on like game boy color as dumb as it sounds it's surprisingly not a bad game <laughs> Dude, even like on the wii they made the batman brave and the bold game on wii and that game's like like a legit fun beat 'em up. I never played that one, but I remember seeing it a lot. I actually didn't know they made it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's weird. There was also one Yu-Gi-Oh game that was on like the it was on the Game Boy Advance or something. It was like card based. I, I remember really enjoying it. Was it like the secret cards? I'm not sure. Um, it was pretty straightforward though. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with the GBA ones. It was either the Secret Cards or it was uh, one of the tournament ones. It was like Yu-Gi-Oh! Tournament 2004 or 5. I don't know. It might have been the color, too. The Game Boy Color. I'm not sure. 
I remember I was a, I was a big fan of the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, and my friend got the GameCube game, which was like a another like Power Stone style game. And it was really good, like like it was a really fun game. And I didn't have a GameCube at the time; I had I had a PS2 and a GBA. So my mom got me the GBA version, and it was just utter dog shit. It wasn't even like a fighter; it was just like a really poorly programmed 2d platformer <laughs> oh my god like this is what i asked for at all <laughs> i remember playing naruto ninja council <laughs> i've heard about that one <laughs> <laughs> it's not good <laughs> yeah there's a lot of those i can recount a lot of anime games let's not talk about banjo kazooie nuts and bolts hey it's a bad cut it out, cut it out teddy bad Stop it. Banjo game. Yeah, it, it, it is a bad banjo game. It's, it's not a bad game. Yeah. But that's another one of those, like, self-parodying, like, oh, yeah, we lost yeah, all the money, so here you go. <laughs> In the game. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's kind of backhanded, but it's not a bad game, though. It has some good ideas. Existing is one of them. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't want to talk about Rareware because they went all over the fucking place too. To be fair, Rareware actually did make bad games before the you know SNES and N sixty four. Hey, don't you talk shit about Snake Rattle and Roll? No, no, that's a good one. That's, that's actually one of their better. Yeah, that one, yeah, I, I like that one, and I like uh, Cobra Triangle. Oh, Cobra Triangle's good. No, I'm talking about, like, the ones that were made by, well, published by LJN. Oh, like, uh, they did, like, Taboo and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they did do Taboo. No, that's yeah. not an LJN game, but that is a bad Rareware game. Yeah. But then they also did, uh, they actually did Roger Rabbit on NES. Did they do Roger Rabbit? Yeah, they did. Oh, my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, that that's a really fucking bad game. And also another fun fact about LGN is that the company Atlas also made games for them too. What? Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They made, um, uh, what was it? Friday the 13th. That was not a good one. I mean, I like the concept of it, I mean, but it just doesn't work well. Is that a Persona game? <laughs> it's a Persona <laughs> <laughs> It's by Atlas, so it must it must have something yeah, to do with Persona. I am the Persona or, you know, Shin Megami Tensei, right? Yeah, but yeah, no. They also did do uh, Jaws, but I actually kind of ironically like Jaws, though. I mean, it's nothing special, but I think it's a lot better than, you know, the other LGN games for the most part. The only Jaws I've ever played is that PS2 one, which was Oh, Jaws awesome. Yeah, I think it was awesome. <laughs> that one is good. I just think the controls could be a little better, but the concept of it is awesome, though, yeah. Do you know they what? They made a, um, a recent game on PS4 called Man Eater. Did you play yeah, that? I saw it. Yeah, it's very similar to the Jaws PS2 game. Cool. Yeah. I don't know if it's any good, but I've heard some people say it was pretty interesting. Yeah, the people who are into that kind of game say they like it, so... Shark Simulator. It was Shark Week not too long ago. Echo the Dolphin. I hate Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan of it either, but... For some weird reason, I like the aesthetic that that game has. Like, it's very, like, like you know, I love the music. Like, it's very relaxing and kind of creepy. I think it's terrifying. It's, like, all nice and stuff. You're like, oh, I'm a dolphin and stuff. Then, like, the weird tornado is like, <laughs> 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 I'm like, no, no. 
kind of traumatic. Spencer, do you want to say anything about Sega? No, <laughs> cut it out. I don't have many Sega memories, so I, 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 you're luckily you guys are pretty spared when it comes to bad times with Sega. You know, even though ironically, the, the worst Sega moment I think I have is the watching somebody play Sonic Adventure on the GameCube and just being like, why is this so highly regarded? But that's about it. You know, as much as I don't like Sonic 06, I will say that, like, I think it's a better game than Sonic Shuffle on the Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, Sonic Shuffle. <laughs> Fuck Sonic Shuffle. How did that go wrong? It's it's made by the Mario Party guys. You know, it's, it's it was Hudson. And they fucked it up. Somehow, they just drove it to the ground. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, you know what's a really terrible Sega game? Is, um... It's a sort of Sodan on Sega Genesis. Did you ever play that? No. No, uh, it's actually from EA, and this was back when like EA uh, was actually like decent, yeah. you know. And yeah, and I, I, that that's a really fucking terrible game. <laughs> it's like a side-scrolling beat 'em up, but with like swords. So it's kind of like Golden Axe, but if it was like worse in like every way. Because <laughs> uh, you ever play three D balls? B three balls. No, 3D balls or ball 3D, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> oh, that. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I played that. That was pretty bad, too. It's like a kick in the balls, tell you what. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at Sword of Sodan right now. This looks so bad. Yeah, I know, right? It looks like even the graphics are awful. That's sad. I, I like EA published Genesis games, too. Yeah, no, a lot of them were good. Like Road yeah. Rash. Like Road Rash yeah. is great. And, Lotus, uh, Lotus, Shadow of the Beast is pretty good. Uh, the Desert Strike games and stuff. Oh, the Strike series is very underrated, I find. Yeah. Like, I think I have a yeah, I have a Lotus Turbo Challenge 2 case on my wall over there. Oh, right on. <laughs> and look at that. With every negative comes a positive. We start with the worst. We end with the best. Lotus 2. Turbo Challenge. Teddy, can you... Sorry, not Teddy. Spencer, can you sing as an outro? Uh, well, we've seen the worst today, but I recommend you play any of the games we say that you should play. It's not Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> so Spectrobes. Go ahead and play Spectrobes. <laughs> Spencer. Verified. Spencer-trobes. 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 All the monsters are his Spencer. <laughs> Spencer's the protagonist. Yeah, I'm trying to be Chie. See? Oh my god. <laughs> You're pulling it off. Just need to work on my martial arts kicks. And your jumpsuit co collection. Yeah. <laughs> we will try to cosplay as soon as they open back up. I love Goku. <laughs> okay. Um, but that being said, Chris, thank you for joining, as always. Yeah, no problem. No, I, I always think it's fun. Get to talk about some shitty games. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get to bring you on to talk about something that's, that's not as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's cool. I know, I, mean, I thought... I felt bad for Chris because he had to do Ocarina, so it's like shitty video after shitty video, you know? Oh, no, man. 
I'm, I'm gonna turn off my mic for a second. Just part of me, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hey, guys, I'm back. Did I, what did I miss? Yeah. Oh no, Alex was just saying he actually loves Ocarina of Time, and he he made a horrible mistake. And oh he, yeah, I love the combat. That in a, in the a combat's episode. great. I I love waiting. Cool. So I'm expecting a full map out for everything you missed, starting with the Deku Tree. Go. Oh man, I love waiting. Wait, Alex, did you get to the Deku Tree? Yeah, I I beat that game. Oh. You don't like ten minutes? No, I'm not. I'm not a fan. That's bizarre. Okay. It's like the story elements are good, man, but like. The combat is bad because it's basically just wait till you can hit. And then, like, the puzzles are like, move the camera up. There's the button. There you <laughs> go. That's the puzzle. That's not a puzzle. That's just using your looking around. I'm surprised you think that A Link to the Past is better. <laughs> a Link to the Past is better. <laughs> I actually do think it's better, personally. <laughs> I think it's not anywhere near as good. Hmm, fascinating. <laughs> we'll probably cover it pretty soon here. Oh yeah, no, I'd be I'd be down for that. We're kicking it back and forth. So Next up the Skyward Sword map out. <laughs> I don't I'll know if anyone by... can follow along with that. Followed by spirit tracks, so <laughs> make sure uh... make sure you tune in. So I really like the railroad portion of the game. I like on the touch screen when you pull the the lever and it goes doo, doo. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I just played Star Fox Command instead. Damn it. No! That's my slippy. Oh okay. Hey y'all, don't forget to subscribe to them button mappers!